I come at it, the sexual assault problem, from both a clinical perspective and also an academic perspective. Sexual assaults uh, are one of those societal issues that doesn't really change. It's just what it is. It's sexual assault, it's rapes, it's harassment, it's violence against women. Violence against women is eternal. But it's interesting how a such a pro-social environment as college has such a destructive sidebar of an experience for many, many students. And it's not a one-off thing once every couple of years. It's one in three women, one in four women. So there's this cognitive dissonance. How can a, a, a safe place, in theory, after you leave home for the first time, be actually such a dangerous place? And that cognitive dissonance is, as a professor is really hard to try to reconcile as a faculty member because I feel responsible for these young people who are coming here under our watch and they're getting hurt. It's week two of demonstrations against campus sexual assault at UMass Amherst. Chanting hasn't subsided, protests haven't waned. Instead, they're giving rise to an unprecedented phenomena. Survivors are emerging from the shadows of silence and telling their stories, publicly and in droves. They're stories of victimization, of violation, but also of resilience in the face of systems that purport to believe survivors, but often fail in demonstrating as much. You're listening to Impunity, Episode 2, Out of Obscurity and Into the Light. For WMUA News, I'm Rebecca Pereira. Everett. I am adjunct faculty for the sociology department. I've been here since 2013. And I also happen to be uh, a private practice psychotherapist off campus um, as a clinical social worker. So I really do wear two hats, but both of those hats always um, include working with young adults and adolescents. So that's my population. Mm -hmm. Every semester, girls talk about being sexually assaulted. I've been teaching this one class on eating disorders since 2016, so that's how many years. In every class, that's 25 to 30 students. Every single semester, more than half of the students say they've been assaulted. Mm-hmm. It's from high school till UMass, sometimes UMass. I'd say two-thirds of my student body in each semester has reported some type of sexual assault, if not aggressive rape, you know, some type of really um, inappropriate sexual activity. And then they end up in my office, destroyed by sexual assault. It is one of those events in life that traumatizes from the inside out and takes a long time to unpack if you ever do. And it should be high up on the list of prevention. We talk a lot in this in our society, especially college campuses, about, about harm reduction and decrease the risk of suicide, decrease the risk of depression, decrease the risk of um, dropping out of classes, decrease the risk of drug abuse. But we really don't talk about 
how to uh, decrease the risk of not just sexual assaults, but um, trauma that is so life-altering like that. Campus should, should, campuses should be a place of harm reduction and prevention, and we don't do that. Where, in your experience, have you seen UMass specifically fail to be a place of harm reduction? There's this, there's this interesting progression of events from students being raped on any kind of scenario, fraternities, date rape, athletes, where they end up, the, their victims end up finding me through Googling therapists in Amherst. So they reach out to me and say, I was just raped. Can you help me? For a long time, I've wondered, well, how are they not going through UMass? And you can't put the blame all on whether or not UMass has the resources. They do have counselors. They do have therapists. They do have Center for Women and Community. So some of the institutional structure is there, but somehow the, the messaging isn't automatically come here. This is a safe space. We will take care of you no matter what. There is a disconnect between what happens with patients, or sorry, with students and how they end up in my office as patients. There's a disconnect for UMass. And I also said earlier that the, the, men, the narrative around priority for this campus, either willfully or by fear, the concept of institutional courage, um, I think UMass lacks institutional courage around this issue. And then you could obviously dissect the policies and the procedures and those pieces around frats and money and donors and alum and all those pieces. But part of what you need to do anything brave in this world is have courage. You have to have courage to address hard topics. There is a, a complacency that keeps me up at night. We have a mandate as adults in this community. And that's why I ended up at the protest on Monday. It was wild. I mean, that's, that's what it felt like one of those inflection moments where, I mean, I don't know what will come of it, but I've never seen um, the streets flood. The fact of the matter is I had conversations with my friends every time before going out, talking about what could happen, about the dangers that one of us got lost, a feeling when you can't find your friends and you're out. And it's because of the fact that we go out and students, not faculty, but there was this urgency to it that I haven't seen before. And that was really heartening. Um, and, and so I went and I was just going to stand by the side and, and just listen. But then I said, if I don't, I don't know, 
So I spoke and I think I just want, I really want you guys to feel seen and heard. And that was so important to me that you're not just screaming into the void. Um, and so I said to the students when I was up there, um, I've never seen this in my, I mean, I haven't, I've been here only 10 years, but I've never seen this amount of urgency so soon after something gets revealed. And that I want them to know that that was, I was seeing them. Um, So that I, w- I would hope that the momentum was, is, is, is stays and you guys all harness this, whatever this moment is, this 15 minutes. When I was in the, in the college in the 90s, it was like, hey, we don't like that color on the wall. <laughs> but now it's like these real things. And it's really heartening to see students have a voice, especially women. I'm so proud of the women here. When I was 20, I was not speaking up like this. You guys are both... You're also still really in danger, and there's a fearlessness amongst women that I haven't seen before, which is, you guys are fierce. I was assaulted here my sophomore year when I was filmed in the shower by a man who snuck into the women's restroom. I went to UMPD, and they told me they were handling it, and at one of my countless meetings with the dean of students, I had asked if they knew who he was, and they said yes. And I asked, may I know his name? or where he lives, and they said no, because he still has rights here. When I was eventually told who he was, I have found out he had been living in my dorm room for about two months while this investigation was going on, and I passed him every single day. I am so sick and tired of seeing this school protect rapists and protect people who sexually assault others. It is absolutely fucking disgusting. Join listening to WMUA News.